This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. The rooster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine. I'll have your early news along with sports, weather, traffic, and business. Here's your top five at five. This, this is the top five at five. A top Democrat in New York State joining the chorus of calls for bail reform in New York State. Former Miss USA Chelsea Christ has died by suicide at the age of 30. New MTA stats are out finding 50 deaths within the New York City subway system during the first eight months of 2021 with the suicide rate up dramatically. Grand jury subpoenas were served to President Biden's son Hunter and two business associates before the 2020 presidential election, according to the New York Post. The U.N. Security Council today plans to take action against Russia. It's all over its buildup of military troops at Ukraine's border. Well, the head of the New York State Democratic Party is joining the chorus of leaders calling for changes to controversial bail reform legislation. Party chairman Jay Jacobs is siding with New York City Mayor Eric Adams as New York's Governor Kathy Hochul and top legislative leaders do not plan to take up any changes. Under bail reform laws, judges simply don't have the discretion to detain pretrial suspects who were previously convicted of serious or violent crimes. Jacobs is a Nassau County Democratic leader. New York lawmakers change bail laws. who remember back in 2019, the laws were amended about a year later, barring judges from setting bail for most misdemeanors and nonviolent felonies. Now, Jacobs' call for judicial discretion for defendants with violent histories puts him at odds with Hochul, as well as Senate Majority Leader Andrea Stewart-Cousins and Assembly Speaker Carl Hasty. The governor and legislative leaders said last week that they opposed changes to the bail law, claiming there is no proof to justify amendments. On tragedy in Midtown, former Miss USA Chelsea Christ has died by apparent suicide. Police say the former beauty queen, TV correspondent for Extra and Lawyer, leapt to her death from her high-rise on 42nd Street early Sunday. Before her fatal plunge, Krista told her Instagram account, May this day bring you rest and peace. Here she is in a TikTok video she posted just days before her death. There are a lot of reasons I don't want to practice law anymore, but here are three. Number one, I just really like what I do now. I'm a correspondent and TV host. I work on extra, and so I get to interview really interesting people all the time. Like just in the last few weeks, some of the people I interviewed were Denzel Washington, Mariah Carey, and Alicia Keys, and they were all so nice. Chris, just 30 years old, jumped from the apartment, her apartment at the 60-story Orion building at 350 West 42nd Street about 7.15 Sunday morning. She reportedly left a suicide note, leaving everything to her mother, a former pageant competitor who was crowned Miss North Carolina in 2002. The note, though, did not reveal a reason for her suicide. Well, 50 people were either struck or killed by subway trains or found dead on New York City subway tracks during the first eight months of last year. Now, that according to new MTA records. That's one less than in 2020. 
The data shows breaks uh, all these deaths down into what the agency terms 42 deaths blamed on collisions with trains. Five other deaths, the MTA says, were caused by falls or coming into contact with the electrified third rail. Suicides in the system, meanwhile, rose 60 percent for the first eight months of 2021 compared with just 16. And uh, that was in 2020. The stats show eight people fell between cars from January through August. Unclear, though, just how many may have died. The figures do not include a half dozen high profile cases later in the year, including this month's tragic death of Michelle Goh. She was fatally pushed onto the subway tracks at the Times Square subway station by a homeless man who later turned himself into police. Well, the New York Post has learned grand jury subpoenas were served to President Biden's son Hunter and two business associates regarding their business dealings in China. The subpoenas were issued about 17 months before the 2020 presidential election. Now, according to federal documents, the order was sent by the Department of Justice to J.P. Morgan Chase Bank. It asked for the records of any international financial transactions for the past five years involving Hunter, his uncle, James Biden, and former business partners Evan Archer and Eric Sherwin. The anti-corruption nonprofit Marco Polo, founded by former Trump administration official Garrett Ziegler, obtained the filing which targets the financial ties between the four men and the Bank of China. Now, President Biden in the past has denied knowledge of any of these business dealings. I have never discussed with my son or my brother or anyone else anything having to do with their businesses, period. All right. The subpoena was issued five weeks after Hunter allegedly left his laptop at a Delaware repair shop and a total of 16 businesses owned by Hunter and his associates, were listed on that legal document. 77 WABC Time Check 507. Let's head over to the traffic desk with Mike Garcia. Thank you, Dub. The George Washington Bridge, Lincoln, and Holland Tunnels are looking good so far. There is an accident that occurred on the Belt Parkway westbound exit 15 in Queens. Some slow traffic going on, so please travel safely through there. As a reminder, both east and westbound west 135th Street between 7th and 5th Avenue are all closed due to the fatal police shooting. For transit, there's some irregular train service delays on the Amtrak due to the weekend storm, so check your train status on the Amtrak website for your latest info. For the long Island Railroad, some irregular service because of a yard derailment at Port Jefferson Branch. Two cars got derailed. Thankfully, no customers were on board and no injuries were reported. Alternate side parking rules are suspended today and tomorrow for snow operations. I'm Mike Garcia with your traffic report on 77 WABC. Thanks, Mike. And your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Mostly sunny skies today are high at the freezing mark of 32. Overnight, the lows 21, partly cloudy skies. Bit warmer tomorrow, though. The high 36 with mostly sunny skies. Right now, 18 degrees, clear skies. Continuing with your top five at five, your fifth story, the U.N. Security Council today planning to confront the issue of Russia over its military threat against Ukraine as fears of an imminent Russian invasion looms. U.S. Ambassador to the U.N., Linda Thomas-Greenfield. Here she is on ABC News This Week. Russia cannot block the Security Council from holding a meeting. Uh, They will certainly attempt to. They will distract uh, from our unified voices. Uh, But they know that they they cannot block uh, the meeting. And I expect that uh, uh, knowing uh, what we're dealing with, that they will make an attempt. But the Security Council is unified. Two senators are predicting a vote this week on the, quote, mother of all sanctions, unquote, against the Kremlin. 
New Jersey Senator Bob Menendez, the Democratic chair of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, floated the idea that some penalties may be imposed immediately to try and deter Russian President Vladimir Putin and Senator James Rice, the uh, ranking Republican on the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, said a bipartisan group of senators are prepared to vote on the measures to deter Putin as well. 77 WABC Time Check coming up on 510. Deb Valentine with your early news. Well, more bad grades this morning for President Biden. A new poll out says most Americans believe President Biden is mishandling the issue of inflation. Now, this poll was done by ABC News, Ipsos. It shows 69 percent give Biden a negative rating on inflation. Just 29 percent of people polled do not approve of how Biden is handling inflation, which hit 7 percent back in December. Now, the poll comes days after he called Fox reporter Peter Ducey a son of a bee for asking about the issue inflation. Now, here's that exchange between Biden and Fox News reporter Peter Ducey. That's a great asset. More inflation. What a stupid son of a So 69% give Biden a negative rating in this poll on inflation, just 29% approve. Respondents to the poll also gave Biden low marks on other major issues, including the economy, gun violence, crime, climate change, and the crisis with Russia and Ukraine. Former President Donald Trump suggested he would mount a presidential run in 2024 during a rally Saturday in Texas. Now, if successful, Trump said he would weigh, weigh pardons for those charged in connection with a January 6th Capitol riot. Here's Trump during his rally Saturday in Conroe, Texas. If I run and if I win, we will treat those people from January 6th fairly. We will treat them fairly. And if it requires pardons, we will give them pardons because they are being treated so unfairly. Trump also tore into AT&T during the weekend. He called on his fans to boycott the telecom giant in a Sunday statement after its television provider, DirecTV, announced it would be dropping One American News Network. So One American News, which is wonderful, they're going to shut it down. And if they shut down OAN, you should boycott AT&T and DirecTV. You should. If they shut it down, people love it. People love it. And it's got a big audience. It's purely political. And if you look at the chairman of the board and if you look at the other people, you'll understand what's going on. DirecTV announced earlier this month that it would no longer carry One American News Network, which faces multiple lawsuits over spreading 2020 election conspiracy theories. The channel has also been heavily criticized for spreading misinformation about COVID-19. Insiders from both sides of the aisle say House Democrats are losing sleep over worries that they will not only lose power in the upcoming midterm election, but that it will be a wipeout by Republicans. One source told The Post inflation, spiraling urban crime and supply chain shortages are key issues Democrats need to turn around. Here's former Utah Congressman Jason Chaffetz, a Democrat turned Republican on Fox News. If the Biden plan is working... How come it's not working? I mean, that's the fundamental problem of what's going on here. America knows it's on the wrong track and it wants to change. That's good for Republicans in the House, in the Senate and in the presidency. Biden's not on the ballot, but he really is on the ballot because his policies are so 
just not palatable with the the direction the country really needs to go. Going into the midterms, the Senate, of course, evenly divided 50-50. Democrats hold a slim 10-seat advantage in the House of Representatives. A November poll by Punchbowl News found that 76% of Democratic Hill staffers believe the party will lose the House this year. Well, Republican Senator Susan Collins of Maine said President Biden's clumsy handling of filling a Supreme Court vacancy with his pledge to nominate a black woman has politicized the high court. And a new poll agrees. Biden pledged during the 2020 campaign to nominate a black woman to the high court. It was to gain key support from Congressman Jim Clyburn of South Carolina. Here's Senator Collins on ABC News this week with George Stepanopoulos. What President Biden did was the candidate make this pledge, and that helped politicize the entire nomination process. Collins does feel, though, that the high court would benefit from some diversity. 83-year-old Justice Stephen Breyer is retiring. Now, according to an ABC News Ipsos poll released Sunday, 76% of Americans believe Biden should consider all possible nominees. Just 23% think the president should follow through with his campaign commitment. All right, 77 WABC time check coming up on 515. And Justin Ellicott in the house early this morning. Yes, I am, Deb. Happy Monday. We did have a packed weekend of football. I am Justin Ellick here with your early news sports update. Super Bowl 56 is set and ready to go two weeks from now as two blockbuster conference championship games took place yesterday. First, it was the Cincinnati Bengals who marched into Kansas City to stun Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Down and all but out at half. It looked like the Bengals had bitten off a little more than they could chew. But in his short time in the NFL, if there's one thing Bengals quarterback Joe Burrow has proven, it's to never count him out of a football game. Backed by a defense that shushed a rolling Chiefs offense, holding them to just three points in the second half. Burrow roared back, giving his team just enough to send this one into overtime, knotted at 24. After forcing the Chiefs to kick it away on the extra quarter's opening drive, it didn't take long for Burrow to set up Evan McPherson for a 32-yard Super Bowl-bound field goal. From 31 yards, McPherson. And Cincinnati is heading to the Super Bowl. He called it again, I'm sure. He walked up and he goes, can you believe, Coach? We're going to the Super Bowl. Spectacular. Clearly Tom Brady, or not Tom Brady, excuse me, Tony Romo, very, very excited That's there. Monday. That is Monday. It is Monday, isn't it? And Tom Brady is one of the stories as well coming up. That audio courtesy of CBS Sports, 27 to 24 is your final score from Kansas City. Now, who will the Bengals be meeting in Los Angeles in two weeks? That would be the Los Angeles Rams, who rallied back to get the San Francisco 49ers at home. Matthew Stafford led L.A. to three straight fourth-quarter scoring drives to erase a 10-point deficit courtesy of the Niners. Would this be a 2021 NFL playoff game without a last-minute game-winning field goal? I think not, as Rams kicker Matt Gay booted a 30-yarder to put to put his guys up 20-17 to for good. The Rams will try and win a world championship on their home field of Super Bowl 56, set to take place at SoFi Stadium in L.A. Debatably bigger news out of the NFL this weekend than the two conference championship games taking place, as Tom Brady stunned the sports world by retiring from the game after 22 seasons of utter dominance. Brady, who's widely considered the greatest quarterback in NFL history, won a historic seven Super Bowls over that span. TB12 has yet to make any announcement himself, but when he does, he'll be closing the book on a career that started in Foxborough and will surely end in Canton, Ohio. Here with your early news sports update, I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. All right, now Mark Garcia. Mike Garcia, why do I want to call you Mark? I have no idea. 
But Mike Garcia is at the traffic desk. It's just one of the, it's it's a Monday. It's yes. just a Monday. <laughs> it's all good. I don't even know a Mark Garcia. It's it. <laughs> Uh, probably I do. Uh, the George Washington Bridge, Lincoln, and Holland Tunnels are looking good thus far, but that does not mean anything else. Anything can change at any moment, so please travel accordingly. There's still an accident that occurred on Belt Parkway, westbound exit 15 in Queens. There's some slow traffic going on, so please travel safely on that. As a reminder, both east and westbound 135th Street between 7th and 5th Avenue were all closed due to the fatal police shooting. For transit... There's some irregular train service delays on the Amtrak due to the weekend storm. Check your train status on the Amtrak website for your latest info. For the Long Island Railroad, some irregular service because of a yard derailment at Port Jefferson Branch. I'm Mike Garcia with your travel report on 77 WABC. All right, thanks, Mike. And your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Mostly sunny day today, a high at the freezing mark at 32, the overnight low 21, partly cloudy. Mostly sunny tomorrow, the high up to 36. Frank Morano has your business report. Oh, no business I hear. All right. So we have more news for you. Deb Valentine with your 77 WABC early news. Well, House Republicans apparently want the Biden administration to immediately stop the flow of illegal immigrants to New York and other parts of the United States. They've fired off a letter to President Biden demanding the flights to New York stop, citing an expose by the New York Post right here in New York City. Now, migrants, as we have told you during the early news, are being flown during the dead of night to airports and then bus to locations without notice. Such a flight last August was caught on police body cam footage landing at Westchester County Airport and made public in an expose by the New York Post last week. A security guard questions the flight's arrival. Delaware and Virginia with this set. How many on this bus? 30. 30 total? You're on a, a secure facility here, and, and we don't really know anything, and we're in charge of security. So that's hence where we're having a problem here. All right, so that letter was written by House Republican Conference Chairwoman Representative Elise Stefanik. It is co-signed by Republicans, congressional members, including Nicole Maliotakis from Staten Island, Lee Zeldin, the presumptive Republican nominee for governor from Long Island, and Andrew Garbarino of Long Island as well. An immigration and customs enforcement agent also revealed last week that illegal immigrants with criminal records are being released into the United States. All right, more news for a hunger strike looming by inmates at the notorious Rikers Island Jail over what they say are deplorable conditions. The New York Post has learned that Fed up inmates hope to raise enough attention that, quote, some of us can go home because living here ain't it, unquote. A handwritten note was reportedly circulated among inmates at Rikers urging the hunger strike. It comes ahead of President Joe Biden's visit to New York City on Thursday. Now, the inmates note accuses officials within the city Department of Corrections of messing with our mail, visits, recreation, medical law library, commissary, living conditions, and it also complains of mold in the lockup. Problems at Rikers Jail include staff shortages and an uptick of inmate violence. Well, public school teacher from Coney Island Prep, uh, not at work this morning, calling Coney Island Prep in Brooklyn, this teacher fired for posting an anti-cop Instagram message about the funeral of fallen NYPD Detective Jason Rivera. 
The 22-year-old, you'll remember, and his 27-year-old partner both died after being shot in Harlem a week and a half ago. Rivera services were held last week. Coney Island Prep said Sunday that Chris Flanagan, who appeared to encourage violence against cops, mourning Rivera, no longer works for the school. Flanagan told the New York Post on Sunday that he had actually received death threats since his since deleted Instagram post. Now, it showed an overhead shot of police officers flooding Fifth Avenue for Rivera's funeral with a caption that read, 53020 NYPD SUV drives into a crowd of protesters. Ideal conditions for reciprocity. Now, he claimed his message was misconstrued and that he was merely commenting on the vulnerability of the crowd of cops. And actor Michael Rappaport in the news returning to his neighborhood Rite Aid. This happened Sunday where days before he recorded a video of a brazen thief boldly walking out of the store with bags of stolen merchandise. Back in my Rite Aid and there's nothing to steal because this Rite Aid like so many other writings, it's closing down because everybody stole everything. And the workers here don't know if they're getting jobs. It's losers. And the store at 80th Street and 2nd Avenue here in Manhattan, a security guard told Rappaport that the location's been hit by thefts on almost a daily basis by emboldened thieves. And the pharmacy chain, Rite Aid, announced that the store, one of 63 locations that will be closing. Now, that's expected to happen as of uh, the middle of this month, February 15th, in part due to these thefts, leaving the chain without stock on its shelves. Well, there's been a dramatic decline in the number of COVID-19 cases here in New York and a decline in hospitalizations as well. New COVID-19 cases have actually fallen by more than half in one week here in New York. These new statistics were released on Saturday by New York Governor Kathy Hochul. And uh, she said it finds that new positive cases at 12,000. Now that is down from 15 by 15,600 from the week before. Now, as for COVID-19 related hospitalizations, they have dropped as well to just over 7,600 as of Friday with over 1,100 COVID-19 patients being treated in ICU units. Now, a week ago, more than 10,000 people were actually hospitalized, being treated for the COVID-19 virus. There were 125 COVID-19 deaths Friday, including 54 among New York City residents. Well, New York City Mayor Eric Adams Sunday hinting at opening more homeless shelters. He even took aim at some neighborhoods whose residents have waged war against shelters in their own neighborhoods. Here's Mayor Adams at Jacoby Hospital in the Bronx. Homelessness is a New York problem, and we can't have any sacred cows where some communities believe they're not going to shoulder the burden. That is not going to happen. We all have to shoulder the burden of our fellow New Yorkers. Adams made the comments after being asked about a proposal to have three homeless shelters housing up to 540 single adult men in the Bronx. Adams, though, didn't name specific neighborhoods that he says have failed to share the burden. 77 WABC Time Check 525. Let's head over to Frank Morano with your business report. 
I'm Frank Morano with your business report. Wall Street is back in action after a week of wild sessions. The S&P is on pace to have its worst month since March of 2020, the very start of the coronavirus pandemic. The Nasdaq is set to have its worst month since October of 2009 and also the worst first month ever. At Friday's closing bell, the Dow Jones gained 564 points. The S&P 500 added 105 and the Nasdaq rose by 417. Drug makers raised list prices by an average of 6.6% in the first few weeks of this year on cancer, diabetes, and other prescription medicines, sticking with more moderate increases while lawmakers scrutinize pricing practices. According to an analysis from RX Saving Solutions, about 150 drug makers raised prices on over 860 products in the U.S. through January 20th. A venture capital-backed battle is raging in New York City in the burgeoning field of instant delivery. At least six startups are vying to win the chance to ferry groceries to customers within 10 to 20 minutes of their order placement on an app. Prices are similar to grocery stores, discounts are plentiful, and many services don't have a fee or a minimum order, allowing consumers to request a single pint of Ben & Jerry's delivered to their doorstep. Food delivery app DoorDash, Inc., based in San Francisco, also recently entered the fray in New York City. While these consumer-friendly offerings have brought surging sales, industry investors and executives say losses are heavy given the high cost of prolific advertising and paying couriers to hand-deliver potato chips, soup, and eggs in a short time frame. Those people also said that some of the companies are averaging a loss of over $20 per order when factoring in costs like advertising. New Yorkers have plenty of reservations about going out to eat. New data from Open Table says bookings in Manhattan restaurants are down 64% in January 2022 compared to pre-pandemic January of 2020. I'm Frank Morano with your business report. The WABC Early News. 77 WABC Time Check 527. Mike Garcia is at the traffic desk. All right, Deb. The George Washington Bridge, Lincoln and Hall Tunnels are still looking good so far. There is an accident that occurred on the Belt Parkway West Exit 15 in Queens. There's some slow traffic going on. Also, some stop-and-go traffic at Middlesex County in New Jersey, northbound at Route 1. As a reminder, both east and westbound West 135th Street between 7th and 5th Avenue are all closed due to the fatal police shooting. For transit, there's some irregular train service delays on the Amtrak due to the weekend storm. So check your train status on the Amtrak website for your latest info. For the Long Island Railroad, some irregular service because of a yard derailment at Port Jefferson Branch. Two cars got derailed. Thankfully, no customers were on board and no injuries were reported. Also, some accidents that's going on on the Bell Parkway at Exit 15, as I just said. Uh, one lane is blocked, so be sure that you prepare for that. Uh, it's right before exit 15 and exit 17. And some stop-and-go traffic at the Brooklyn Browns BQE eastbound between Hamilton Avenue and Battery Tunnel. Alternate side parking rules are suspended today and tomorrow for snow operations. I'm Mike Garcia with your Travel Report on 77 WABC. Thanks, Mike. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Mostly sunny day today. Our high is 32. The overnight low is 21. Partly cloudy skies. Mostly sunny day tomorrow. Warmer. Tomorrow's high is 36. Holding steady right now in the teens. 16 degrees under clear skies here in Manhattan. Well, Tom Brady, quarterback Tom Brady, is apparently denying those ESPN reports that he plans to retire from his 22-year storied career in the NFL. You heard Justin Ellick talking a little bit about it during sports. The seven-time Super Bowl champion told the Associated Press, Brady, 
hasn't actually made a final decision about his career. The 44-year-old, though, sparking retirement rumors with an Instagram post, announcing that his family would have a very strong say in his decision on whether or not to continue with the NFL. Back in September, Brady told NBC Sports Edition Boston that, yeah, I can play another six years. Can Tom Brady play till 50? Like 50 years old. Yeah, 50. 50. You're 44, that's six more years. I think, I mean, I don't find it so difficult. And plus in the Florida, it's kind of a retiree state. So I feel like I can play and then just glide into retirement. I think I can. I think it's a yes. The defending Super Bowl championship Tampa Bay Buccaneers enlisted the L.A. Rams in the divisional playoff game ahead of the Super Bowl. Super Bowl 56, of course, coming up on February 13th. And Brady has till February 4th to decide on plans to retire or not, or else he would miss out on 15 million of a 20 million signing bonus. Should he stay on through that date, Brady's entire salary would be guaranteed, but voided if he decides to retire. Well, Hollywood has lost yet another talent, Howard Hesserman, best known for his starring roles as Dr. Johnny Fever in WKRP in Cincinnati, and Charlie Moran, the thread head of the class, has died. He was 81 years old. 77 WABC News time is 530. We'll be back right after the break. Entertaining and informative. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Good morning. I'm Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. And also coming up, sports, weather, traffic, and business. Here's your top five at 530. It's the top five at 530. A top Democrat in New York State joining the chorus of calls for bail reform in the state. Former Miss USA Chesley Christ has died by suicide at the age of 30. New MTA stats find 50 deaths within the New York City subway system during the first eight months of 2021, with the suicide rate up dramatically. Grand jury subpoenas were served to President Biden's son, Hunter, and two business associates before the 2020 presidential election. That according to the New York Post. And the U.N. Security Council today plans to take action against Russia over its military buildup of troops at Ukraine's border. Well, ahead of the New York State Democratic Party joining the chorus of leaders calling for changes to controversial bail reform legislation. Party Chair Jay Jacobs is uh, actually siding with New York City Mayor Eric Adams as New York Governor Kathy Hochul and top legislative leaders do not plan to take up changes Now, under bail reform laws, judges simply don't have the discretion to detain pretrial suspects who were previously convicted of serious or violent crimes. Jacobs, the Nassau County Democratic leader. Now, New York lawmakers changed bail laws back in 2019. The laws were then amended about a year later, barring judges from setting bail for most misdemeanors and nonviolent felonies. Now, Jacob's call for judicial discretion for defendants with violent histories puts him at odds with Hochul, as well as Senate Majority Leader Andrea Stewart-Cousins and Assembly Speaker Carl Hastie. The governor and legislative leader said last week that they opposed changes to the bail law, claiming there's no proof to justify amendments. Tragedy in Midtown. Former Miss USA Chesley Christ has died by apparent suicide. Police say the former beauty queen, TV correspondent for Extra and lawyer, 
leapt to her death from her high-rise on 42nd Street Sunday. Prior to her fatal plunge, she posted to her Instagram account, May this day bring you and rest bring you rest and peace. Here she is in a TikTok video that she posted just days prior to her death. There are a lot of reasons I don't want to practice law anymore, but here are three. Number one, I just really like what I do now. I'm a correspondent and TV host. I work on Extra, and so I get to interview really interesting people all the time. Like just in the last few weeks, some of the people I interviewed were Denzel Washington, Mariah Carey, and Alicia Keys, and they were all so nice. She was just 30 years old, jumped from the apartment at her 60-story Orion building at 350 West 42nd Street. This happened about 7.15 Sunday morning. Chris reportedly left a suicide note, leaving everything to her mother, who is a former pageant competitor herself. She was crowned Miss North Carolina back in 2002. The note, though, did not reveal or detail a reason for her death. Well, 50 people were either struck or killed by subway trains or found dead on New York City subway tracks during the first eight months of last year. Now, that according to new MTA records, and that's one less actually than 2020. The data shows uh, it, it, a breakdown of all these deaths into what the agency uh, terms as 42 deaths blamed on collisions with trains. Five other deaths, the MTA says, were caused by falls or coming into contact with the electrified third rail. Now, suicides in the subway system actually rose 60 percent for the first eight months of 2021 with 16 compared to 10 in 2020. The stats show eight people fell between subway cars from January through August, though it's unclear how many of those who were injured actually ended up dying. The figures do not include a half dozen high-profile cases later in the year, including this month's tragic death of Michelle Goh, who you remember fatally pushed onto the tracks at the Times Square subway station by a homeless man who later turned himself into cops. All right, 77 WABC Time Check, 537. Let's head over to the traffic desk with Mike Garcia. Thank you, Deb. The George Washington Bridge, Lincoln, and Holland Tunnels are still looking good. However, an accident has occurred on the Belt Parkway westbound exit 15 in Queens. One lane is completely blocked off. Stop and go traffic at I-278 BQE eastbound between exit 26 and exit 28A, as well as uh, Middlesex County and New Jersey northbound at Route 1 in Edison. As a reminder, both east and westbound West 35th Street between 7th and 5th Avenue are closed due to the fatal police shooting. For transit, there's some irregular train service delays on the Amtrak due to the weekend storm. So please check your train status on the Amtrak website for your latest info. For the Long Island Railroad, some irregular service because of a yard derailment at Port Jefferson Branch. Two cars got derailed. Thankfully, no customers were on board and no injuries were reported. Alternate side parking rules are suspended today and tomorrow for snow operations. I'm Mike Garcia with your travel report on 77 WABC. Thanks. And uh, your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Mostly sunny day today, our highs 32. The overnight lows 21 with partly cloudy skies. Mostly sunny day tomorrow, a bit warmer, the high 36. Right now, 16 degrees, clear skies in Manhattan. Deb Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. And, of course, we have more business, sports, weather, and traffic coming up. Retiring as Supreme Court Justice Stephen Breyer did not want to die on the bench, according to his brother. His brother is California U.S. District Judge Charles Breyer, who revealed to The Washington Post that Breyer was also well aware of and actually appreciated the left-wing pressure campaign to step down. 
The 83-year-old Breyer announced last week he was, in fact, stepping down from the high court so President Biden could appoint a younger liberal in his place. I say I want you to pick just this up. It's an experiment that's still going on. And I'll tell you something. You know who will see whether that experiment works? It's you, my friend. It's you, Mr. High School student. It's you, Mr. College student. It's you, Mr. Law School students. It's us, but it's you. It's that next generation. Senate Judiciary Chairman Dick Durbin also admitted on Sunday that age is a factor. His committee will weigh when vetting President Joe Biden's prospective nominees to fill Breyer's seat on the high court. Here he is on NBC's Meet the Press. It's a factor. I'm not going to mislead you. Election of judges at every level. I have a lot of uh, my friends here in Chicago who are attorneys in their 60s who would like to cap off their career by being a federal judge. It doesn't really make sense, you know, when you consider how little time they're likely to serve before they reach senior status or leave completely. In another TV interview on ABC, the number two Democrat in the Senate also defended President Biden's decision to appoint a black woman to the bench despite a new poll showing Americans are more interested in getting the most qualified person for the job. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin will push the nation's top defense companies to speed their development of hypersonic weapons in a high-level meeting set for this Thursday. Weapons tests by China and Russia took U.S. national security officials by surprise in recent months. And after the American military suffered two catastrophic test failures back in 2021, here's U.S. General John Hyten on CBS. They launched uh, a long-range missile that went around the world, dropped off a hypersonic glide vehicle that glided all the way back to China. That impacted the target in China. Hit the target. Close enough. The highly maneuverable weapons fly at speeds in excess of Mach 5, five times the speed of sound, posing a dangerous threat to missile defense systems. In October, American military officials sounded the alarm after China tested a nuclear-capable hypersonic missile, warning that the Chinese Communist Party will soon surpass American military capability. Well, real-life medical emergency caused Dr. Oz to jump into action. TMZ reported that Dr. Oz was next in line to speak Saturday morning at a Pennsylvania Republican caucus meeting outside of Pittsburgh when a state committee member suddenly collapsed. The man appeared to suffer seizure and lost consciousness. EMS eventually arrived and transported the man to a local hospital, and the guy was conscious and conversing with Dr. Oz as EMS took him away. Oz running for a U.S. Senate seat in Pennsylvania. You know, we see the Democrats inside there, the Capitol building, right? And they're only focused on a one-size-fits-all mandate. The Washington establishment is not focused on doing what is best for the American people. Instead, they're pushing their radical left agenda. As your senator, I'll get in the way of that. And back in March, Dr. Oz reportedly also saved a man's life at an airport using a CPR and a defibrillator. A Pennsylvania court Friday tossed out the state's no-excuse mail-in voting law. The lower court, which has a Republican majority, found that the two-year-old mail-in voting law violated the state's constitution. Democratic Pennsylvania Governor Tom Wolf, though, immediately moved to appeal the 3-2 party line decision, which delayed it from immediately taking effect. The mail-in voting law was passed back in 2019 and has become a lightning rod for critics like former President Donald Trump, who says mail-in voting is ripe for abuse through voter fraud. 
areas at a rally in Arizona earlier this month. Last year, we had a rigged election and the proof is all over the place. We have a lot of proof and they know it's proof. They always talk about the big lie. They're the big lie. Trump has asserted that election fraud, of course, caused him to lose the 2020 election. Democrats hold a 5-2 to two majority on the state Supreme Court in Pennsylvania, which will consider the appeal. Well, MSNBC raising a few eyebrows over the weekend. The network appeared to tweet a political attack against conservatives from their official account. The account tweeted, conservatives don't mind affirmative action hirees, so as long as the people hired fit their preferred demographic with no link to an article or punctuation to indicate it as a quote. Many Twitter users were stunned that the news account published a blatantly partisan take. Others joked MSNBC needed to reel in the interns running the account. On Sunday, almost a day after the original tweet was posted, MSNBC deleted the tweet and sent a new one with the same quote, this time containing a link to a blog post. Russian President Vladimir Putin has agreed to meet with Germany, France and Ukraine over the Ukraine-Russian border crisis. Now, this meeting will take place in Berlin in two weeks and will focus on de-escalation. The meeting, though, will not involve NATO or the United States. Here's NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg. We are also uh, ready to um, step up, uh, as we actually now do, uh, our military presence in the eastern part of the alliance uh, to uh, prevent any misunderstanding or room for miscalculation about NATO's ability and readiness to protect and defend uh, all allies. Russia has more than 100,000 troops around Ukraine and may be planning an invasion in mid-February. Moscow does not want Ukraine to join NATO, spurring additional Western influence. President Biden Friday evening said that he would be moving some troops to Eastern Europe, but not too many as tensions mount in Ukraine. All right, 77 WABC time check, 545. All right, here's Justin Ellick with a look at sports. Thanks, Deb. I am Justin Ellick here with your early news sports update. Super Bowl 56 is set and ready to go two weeks from now as two blockbuster conference championship games took place yesterday. First, it was the Cincinnati Bengals who marched into Kansas City to stun Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs down and all but out at half. It looked like the Bengals had bitten off a little more than they could chew. But in his short time in the NFL, if there's one thing Bengals quarterback Joe Burrow has proven, it's to never count him out of a football game. Backed by a defense that shushed a rolling Chiefs offense, holding them to just three points in the second half, Burrow roared back, giving his team just enough to send this one into overtime, knotted at 24. After forcing the Chiefs to kick it away on the extra quarter's opening drive, it didn't take long for Burrow to set up Evan McPherson for a 32-yard Super Bowl-bound field goal. From 31 yards, McPherson, and Cincinnati is heading to the Super Bowl. He called it again, I'm sure. He walked up and he goes, can you believe, Coach? We're going to the Super Bowl. Spectacular. That audio courtesy of CBS Sports. 27-24 is your final score from Kansas City. Now, who will the Bengals be meeting in Los Angeles in two weeks? That would be the Los Angeles Rams, who rallied back against the San Francisco 49ers at home. Matthew Stafford led L.A. to three straight fourth-quarter scoring drives to erase a 10-point deficit courtesy of the Niners. Would this be a 2021 NFL playoff game without a last-minute game-winning field goal? I think not, as Rams kicker Matt Gay booted a 30-yarder to put his guys up 20-17 for good. The Rams will try and win a world championship on their home field with Super Bowl 56, set to take place at SoFi Stadium in L.A. 
Debatably bigger news out of the NFL this weekend, as Deb had previously mentioned, than the two conference championship games taking place, as Tom Brady has supposedly retired from the game after 22 seasons of utter dominance. Brady, who's widely considered the greatest quarterback in NFL history, won a historic seven Super Bowls over that span. TB12 has yet to make an announcement himself, so speculation is still circulating on how legitimate the report actually is. But if he does make an official announcement, he'll be closing the book on a career that started in Foxborough and will surely end in Canton, Ohio. Here with your early news sports update, I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. Wow, what a turnaround for the Bengals, right? They had just two wins two years ago, and then they tapped Joe Burrow. Big time. He's a big-time quarterback. Listen, uh, now that Tom Brady is out out of there, maybe he's passing the baton over to uh, Joey B. Yeah, I heard some comparisons uh, between Burrow and and Brady yesterday. Definitely there are some. We'll we'll see what happens in a couple. February 13th. Yes, we will. All right, let's head over to the traffic desk. Thank you, Deb. The George Washington Bridge, Lincoln, and Holland tunnels are still looking good. However, the accident that has occurred this morning on the Belt Parkway westbound exit 15 in Queens, the lane is still blocked off. There's some stop-and-go traffic at I-278 BQE eastbound between exit 26 and exit 28A. Also at Middlesex County, New Jersey, northbound at Route 1 in Edison. As a reminder, both east and westbound West 135th Street between 7th and 5th Avenue are all closed due to the fatal police shooting. For transit, there's some irregular train service delays on the Amtrak due to the weekend storm. So check your train status on the Amtrak website for your latest info. For the Long Island Railroad, some irregular service because of the yard derailment at Port Jefferson Branch. Two cars got derailed. Thankfully, no customers were on board and no injuries were reported. At the PATH train, there's some delays due to a signal failure. No way of knowing when that will be fixed. Alternate side parking rules are suspended today and tomorrow for snow operations. I'm Mike Garcia with your travel report on 77 WABC. All right, thanks, Mike. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Mostly sunny skies today. Our high is 32. The overnight low is 21 with partly cloudy skies. Mostly sunny day tomorrow, warmer. The high is 36. Right now, 16 degrees, clear skies in Manhattan. Let's head over to Frank Marano with your business report. I'm Frank Marano with your business report. Wall Street is back in action after a week of wild sessions. The S&P is on pace to have its worst month since March of 2020, the very start of the coronavirus pandemic. The Nasdaq is set to have its worst month since October of 2009 and also the worst first month ever. At Friday's closing bell, the Dow Jones gained 564 points. The S&P 500 added 105 and the Nasdaq rose by 417. Drug makers raised list prices by an average of 6.6% in the first few weeks of this year on cancer, diabetes, and other prescription medicines, sticking with more moderate increases while lawmakers scrutinize pricing practices. According to an analysis from RX Saving Solutions, about 150 drug makers raised prices on over 860 products in the U.S. through January 20th. A venture capital-backed battle is raging in New York City in the burgeoning field of instant delivery. At least six startups are vying to win the chance to ferry groceries to customers within 10 to 20 minutes of their order placement on an app. Prices are similar to grocery stores, discounts are plentiful, and many services don't have a fee or minimum order, allowing consumers to request a single pint of Ben & Jerry's delivered to their doorstep. Food delivery app DoorDash, Inc., 
based in San Francisco, also recently entered the fray in New York City. While these consumer-friendly offerings have brought surging sales, industry investors and executives say losses are heavy given the high cost of prolific advertising and paying couriers to hand-deliver potato chips, soup, and eggs in a short time frame. Those people also said that some of the companies are averaging a loss of over $20 per order when factoring in costs like advertising. New Yorkers have plenty of reservations about going out to eat. New data from Open Table says bookings in Manhattan restaurants are down 64% in January 2022 compared to pre-pandemic January of 2020. I'm Frank Morano with your business report. All right, it's the WABC Early News. All right, House Republicans want the Biden administration to immediately stop the flow of illegal immigrants to New York and other parts of the United States. They've actually fired off a letter to President Biden demanding these flights to New York stop, citing an expose by the New York Post. These migrants are being flown in the dead of night to airports and then bused to locations without notice. Such a flight last August was caught on police body cam footage. It landed that flight at Westchester County Airport and made uh, public in an expose by the New York Post last week. A security guard questions the flight's arrival. Delaware and Virginia with this set. How many on this bus? 30. 30 total? You're on a, a secure facility here, and, and we don't really know anything. We're in charge of security. So that's hence where we're having a problem here. So this letter was written by House Republican Conference Chairwoman Representative Elise Stefanik. This letter is co-signed by Republican congressional members, including Nicole Maliotakis of Staten Island, Lee Zeldin, the presumptive GOP nominee for governor from Long Island, and Andrew Garbarino of Long Island. An immigration and customs enforcement agent also revealed last week that illegal immigrants with criminal records are being released into the United States as part of this. A hunger strike is looming by inmates at Rikers Island Jail over deplorable conditions. The New York Post has learned that fed up inmates hope to raise enough attention that, quote, some of us can go home because living here ain't it, unquote. A handwritten note was reportedly circulated among inmates urging this hunger strike. Now, it comes days ahead of President Biden's planned visit to New York City this Thursday. The inmates note accuses officials with the City Department of Correction of messing with our mail, visits, recreation, medical, law library, commissary, living conditions. It also complains of things like mold in the lockup. Problems at Rikers Jail, the 10 facilities there, including things like uh, staffing shortages and an uptick in inmate violence, all part of this. A public school teacher from Coney Island Prep in Brooklyn has been fired for posting an anti-cop Instagram message related to the funeral of fallen NYPD detective Jason Rivera. The 22-year-old and his 27-year-old partner both died after being shot in Harlem a week and a half ago. Rivera's services were held last week. Coney Island Prep said Sunday that Chris Flanagan, who appeared to encourage violence against cops, mourning Rivera, no longer works for the school. Flanagan, though, told the New York Post on Sunday that he had even received death threats over his since-deleted Instagram post. 
Now, it showed an overhead shot of officers flooding Fifth Avenue for Rivera's funeral with the caption, quote, 53020 NYPD SUV drives into a crowd of protesters. Ideal conditions for reciprocity, unquote. Now, he claimed his message was misconstrued and that he was merely commenting on the vulnerability of the crowd of cops. Well, actor Michael Rappaport returned to his neighborhood Rite Aid Sunday, where days before he actually recorded a video of a brazen thief boldly walking out of the Rite Aid with bags of stolen merchandise. Back in my Rite Aid, and there's nothing to steal because this Rite Aid, like so many other Rite Aids, is closing down because everybody stole everything. And the workers here don't know if they're getting jobs. It's losers. The store's at 80th Street and 2nd Avenue in Manhattan. Now, a security guard had told Rappaport that the location's been hit by thefts on almost a daily basis by emboldened thieves. The pharmacy chain did announce that the store is one of 63 Rite Aid locations that will close on February 15th. And in part due to these thefts, leaving the chain without stock, without stock on its shelves. There's been a dramatic decline in the number of COVID-19 cases here in New York and a decline in hospitalizations as well. New COVID-19 cases have fallen by more than half in one week in New York State. Now, these new stats were Released on Saturday by New York's Governor Kathy Hochul, it finds new positive cases at 12,000, down by 15,600 from the week before. Now, as for COVID-19-related hospitalizations, they dropped to just over 7,600 on Friday, with over 1,100 COVID-19 patients being treated in ICU units. A week ago, there were more than 10,000 people hospitalized with the COVID-19 virus. There were 125 COVID-19 deaths Friday, including 54 among New York City residents. Well, New York City's Mayor Eric Adams Sunday hinted at opening more homeless shelters. He took aim at some neighborhoods, actually, whose residents have waged war against shelters in their neighborhoods. Here's Adams at Jacoby Hospital in the Bronx. Homelessness is a New York problem. And we can't have any sacred cows where some communities believe they're not going to shoulder the burden. That is not going to happen. We all have to shoulder the burden of our fellow New Yorkers. So Adams made the comments after being asked about a proposal to have three homeless shelters housing up to 540 single adult men in the Bronx, although he didn't specifically name neighborhoods that he says have failed to share the burden. 77 WABC Time Check 557. Mike Garcia is at the traffic desk. All right, Deb. The George Washington Bridge, Lincoln, and Holland Tunnels are still looking good. Everything is okay with that. However, two accidents have occurred this morning. One of them is at the Belt Parkway westbound exit 15 in Queens. A lane is blocked from there. Another one has occurred just a few moments ago on the FDR Drive southbound exit 12. Another lane is blocked from there as well. There's some stop and go traffic going on at I-278 BQE eastbound between exit 26 and exit 28A. As well as Middlesex County, <clears throat> excuse me, Middlesex County, New Jersey, northbound at Route One in Edison. As a reminder, both east and westbound West 135th Street between Seventh and Fifth Avenue are closed due to the fatal police shooting. For transit, there's some irregular train service delays on the Amtrak due to the weekend storm. Check your train status on the Amtrak website for your latest info. 
For the Long Island Railroad, some irregular service because of yard development at Port Jefferson Branch. Two cars got derailed. Thankfully, no customers were on board and no injuries were reported. On the PATH train, some delays are going on due to a signal failure. Alternate side parking rules are suspended today and tomorrow for snow operations. I'm Mike Garcia with Traffic Report on 77 WABC. All right, thanks, Mike. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Mostly sunny today, highs 32. The overnight low 21. A mostly sunny day tomorrow, warmer. The high 36, holding steady now in the teens. 18 degrees, clear skies. Well, Tom Brady is denying those ESPN reports over the weekend. The reports all over the place, actually, that he plans to retire from his 22-year storied career in the NFL. The seven-time Super Bowl champion told the Associated Press uh, friend actually did that Brady hasn't made a final decision yet about his career. The 44-year-old sparked retirement rumors with an Instagram post announcing that his family would have a very strong say in his decision on whether or not to continue with the NFL. Now, the defending Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers, of course, lost to the L.A. Rams in the divisional playoff game ahead of Super Bowl 56, of course, coming up on February 13th. All right, 77 WABC News time coming up on 6 o'clock, working our way to Bernie and Sid in the morning. Stay with us. Deb Valentine with your early news. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.